Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On today's show, we've got the return of the legend that is Big Dunk. We've got some January sales for Chelsea and Ole in, Ole in. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of A Pod of Two Halves. We are back again. Last week was episode, I want to say 60. So if my maths is correct, and usually it is not, we're on 61. Yes? Yes. That's some good maths, yes. I'm, I'm doing math. all right here. What day is it today? Tuesday? It, it is. is Tuesday. Tuesday? Okay. We're, roll. we're doing well for Tuesday, aren't we? Um, a man who has not done so well for a Tuesday is Lee Collard. Now, let's talk... You know, let's go off topic a bit here. Let's not talk about the football. How's your phone? Oh yeah, yeah, the old phone, mate. Yeah. Oh no. Um, I'm currently sporting a like a, a lightsaber gimmick on my phone at the moment. I'll show you Woods. This Obviously, is it. I'm the listeners forward to will have to describe this. more. So basically, I have a big white line going down my the middle of my phone. Oh. So yeah, that was a good start for the day, along with missing the train or not being able to get on the train. Um, but yeah, apart from that. Uh, not too shabby, I guess. And we're going to cover off why you're not too shabby, I guess, later on in the show. Because we have, we have, essentially today we have three segments. I will be hosting the first one. I'm going to go barrel straight into it. Not yet, but I will be barreling into that. Oh, you'll be getting both barrels, my son. About Manchester United and the resurgence under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Is he legit or not? And then we're going to talk about, obviously, Everton and the Fergie time. Eh? Ah, uh, 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 see what you did and there. And then also, but, but you see, lastly, we are going to talk about Chelsea's Christmas list. Because unlike myself and uh, a certain <laughs> blue-nosed toffee sitting next to me, one of us may have led the side down a bit. We were, we were denied the opportunity to have three glorious victories this weekend for all of our teams. Because Chelsea didn't do so well. And we've got Woods giving us, giving us his heart, giving us his soul on discussing the current state of Chelsea and what they maybe need in the transfer window. How are you feeling, Woods, after such a such a interesting weekend? 
all right to be honest with me i'm not one of these people that's completely lost my my mind over weekends events two disappointing weekends in a row like i i don't know which one i think i was more disappointed about the west ham one i feel that chelsea as a fan and this might be just because of lee i feel that chelsea have a really bad record against everton i, I don't know if you kind of feel the same way that everton mm. have a pretty good record against chelsea but it seems that we 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 don't do particularly well at goodison um and we just run into a buzzsaw this weekend. Um, but it's fine. It's part of the process. Um, it's a young team uh, that are making errors. I, I just hope, and I don't want to be this guy, but I'm going to be this guy. I just hope that Andrews Christensen doesn't play for the club again. Ooh, that's a bit harsh. He, so, he right. reeks of Arsenal, mate. Andreas Christensen <laughs> is a man that, on Football Manager, because I'm a Football Manager player, you know, for years, you always had this youth player in Chelsea system who was on loan somewhere in Germany or what have you. And it's always like, this guy is really highly rated. I wish I could have him. And I'm always like, fuck, Chelsea have got him. And they've got a player here which is going to be one of the best centre-halves in the world according to this fucking game. Is it safe to say that he's, he isn't quite hitting his potential at the moment? He has and- all the attributes, right? You'd want, he's tall, he's good on the ball, he's, he's calm, but he... He doesn't have that extra X factor, which is basically mental. He hasn't got the mental um, ability to be a top level centre half. He got bullied by Calvert Lewin at the weekend. A man that's so obsessed with his own vanity that he photoshopped a six pack onto a photo of him. Just that, to highlight how strong he is. Just, yeah, look how muscular I am. Um, yeah, and that's not the first time. I, I think I've said about Christensen a lot on this podcast that I just do not believe he has the mental ability to be a top-level centre-half, uh, which is why Rudiger, who's literally just got back into full training, is starting tonight because we need a centre-half that isn't going to get bullied. Well, this is the thing, right? So, I mean, it's, again, we talked about this the other week around, well, I think it might have been last week, around leaders and people standing up. We watched Arsenal play West Ham last night. Oh. How they have won that game is, is absolutely beyond me. Mate, I said it during, we said it during the game, didn't we? It was like, if Arsenal get anything from this game, it isn't even like a point. It would be, be incredible. And yet somehow West Ham conspired to become actually worse than Arsenal, who were already playing like shambolically and yeah it was appalling no leaders on their pitch whatsoever uh, epitomized by granite jacker <laughs> oh my god this guy one of the, when um, he went off with an injury like he had a bit of a head knock and as he was going off the commentator was saying oh you know it's a first step to this recovery and it's like how sorry he was terrible it's just because he didn't boo his own fans or what have you he's you know d- he still played bad he anyway, had a head injury and basically just walked it off Pretty much, yeah. Good job. Uh, d- during that time, he wow. um, he tried. He had the head injury, and he and he played the ball. It was an appalling ball. Caught t- he caught his left back and his left midfielder, completely by surprise, unawares. They both tried to get it. Went out for a throw, and he, I watched him have the audacity to sh- to really, really holler and scream at them. And he was still having a go at them, the left back, like five minutes later for it. And it's like this guy, mate. This guy is. He must think he's incredible, but I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyway, first segment. On the books, yeah, that was the intro, 30 seconds long. Time Master's doing well there, don't worry about it. That's all right, mate. So how, how are you feeling? I mean, you've obviously asked me in Woods. What about yourself, mate? I feel great. Yeah? Yeah. Now, I don't know if you guys have noticed, right? Wait, wait, I... Woods. O- o- Ollie. Is that in? the wheel, mate? He's... Ollie's o- o- at the wheel. O- Ollie in? <laughs> Ollie in, mate. Absolutely. Um, right. 
I will, I, will, I will start and then you guys can, 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 can come in, okay? <laughs> so, I have stated for the record that Marcus Rashford has been my winner of the week on at least three occasions over the last month or so. Yeah? That's correct. The guy is looking terrifying. Uh, I, there's the only way I can put it. Against Manchester City, that I, I missed the first half. I watched the second half, but then I've caught up on the first half now. That opening salvo against Manchester City. Wow. Absolutely run them ragged, mate. Absolutely run them ragged. Now, the thing is, we, we know there's pace. We know there's, you know... We know, we know there's ability there, right, in terms of playing that very particular style. The problem is, is that, you know, people are saying Oli in, and I'm still not convinced. I, you know, he's a Norwegian PE teacher who happens to be the manager of Manchester United, as far as I'm concerned. Who happens to have beaten Jose Mourinho and Pep Guardiola in the space of four days. Yeah, I know. I completely understand that. When his job is on the line as well. I completely understand that. However, if, the, if those two games were against two teams that weren't trying to play football, which the majority of teams in this league don't do. Well, no, 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 I'd say more than ever, to be fair, actually. It's a complete, completely wrong statement. However, at Old Trafford, when we play against teams, usually they will sit back and will struggle, will throw some people forward, they'll catch, catch them the break and score. Now, I will be all aboard the Ole fucking caravan if, I don't know why caravan, if we have a productive January window. If we can, if we can do something in that January window, a notoriously uh, uh, difficult, window. a notoriously difficult window, then awesome. And then there's one other caveat: if we don't do anything in that window, but we continue this and we get in top four, I'm all in for a season. <laughs> right. So you've gone on everything you've kind of gone on over the last several months. You know, starting off with Rashford, obviously you said that you're now kind of all aboard the, the hype train you've made in winner for the last you know, few weeks or whatever. So you kind of, you had to go back on Rodgers and you've had to apologise. Do you owe one to Marcus Rashford? Yeah? Yeah. Okay, and also one to Oli potentially then? Yeah, potentially. Wow, okay. Big, you're big, right, man. Right. big and, man. And, 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 you know. and you know what? Pepe scored last night as well. You know, so <laughs> Mate, he was sham- he was all- he was giving Jacko a run for his money for worst player on the pitch. Yeah, Pepe was so bad. Um, look, what this says is to you guys, and, I th- and I'd hope that you would take my lead on this, right? You'd follow, no, follow my lead, sorry, that leopards do change their spots. <laughs> the fact of the matter is, right, is that, you know, someone like, I've talked about this before on the, on the show, you know, someone like Ian Wright, you know, back in the 90s or, you know, the early 2000s when he was very, you know, he was a particular type of pundit and it got to the point where it was just, fuck off, Ian Wright, what are you doing? Changed his game, mate. Became a little bit more analytical. Kept up with modern times. Coaches back in the day, mate, there's a reason why some of them can continue, and why some of them can't. They open their mind up to new ideas. They look at what's in front of them. They take on that data. Yeah, that's going to annoy you, isn't it? Data. Yeah. And they, they, you know, they, have, they, they, they adjust and they reconsider things. I'm reconsidering it. I've been very impressed with how we've played the last couple of weeks. I would like us to have a bit more control of the ball, to be honest with you. And, and, and develop a style of football where we aren't just relying on camping it and breaking quickly. I would like some other variations of that. 
I would like to be able to play the ball and then look at uh, and move the ball to create opportunities rather than winning the ball to create opportunities. I would like to be able to do So you're saying both. you're willing to give him time now to do that because essentially you haven't been doing that against the, as you said, at Old Trafford against the smaller teams. Against the bigger teams, it's fine because you can attack with the pace. He's got a great record against the bigger perfect. teams. But against City, you had 28% possession. That's what you're. I see what you're asking for the change, but that's a big change. I know, I know that, but I, I do think the city game is a, is a, is a, a bit of an outlier or something, whatever the word is, because you know you go two 0 up in the first half, first half an hour essentially, um, in the Manchester derby away from home. Your best bet, is to, your best gonna, bet is to be yeah. a bit more defensive and, and and you know continue with what brought you to the dance, which is breaking quickly. I mean, every time we went forward, we looked a threat. You know? I like it. Brought it to the dance. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Man. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'd like to give one little special praise to Aaron Wan, Aaron Wan Bissaka. I thought it was going to be another guy, to be honest. Uh, he's, he's going to be. He's, 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 featuring, coming, he's he? featuring later, mate. Um, Wan Bissaka had, had a very good defensive game. Um, one of the best defensive, defensive performances I've seen in a long time. Still lots of work to do. But as I was saying to you, Woods, on Sunday, I'm happy to have a defensive minded right back if it means that James, who's playing in front of him, doesn't have to come back all the time. It's a fair statement. And if we can get someone in at left back who can attack and dovetail with a Rashford or a Marshall whoever's playing out there, then I think that gives us great options. And I'm, ha- I'm happy. It means that Daniel James can sit there, be the outlet. It means that McTominay can have to shuffle across to cover maybe Wambasaka if, if he's got the overload. I'm happy with that. That is a fine football tactic to do. So, yeah. I'm done. A couple of wins and he's... Completely changed. Back Five on, points mate. off Chelsea, mate. Five points off Chelsea. Get on that hype And train. look at that right. one. Would just remember this one, yeah, because he, he he failed to remember it last time when he was definitely Ollie and you know when he first came to the club. So <laughs> hey, wait, 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 what, 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 what are you saying? I have never been Ollie in. Have I? This is what he says. Have I? I, I think you were kind of happy with how the results were looking. It's because hey, we didn't we didn't have Mourinho, right? <laughs> I mean, come on. I think. Um, one thing when you say about Manchester United, obviously uh, benefiting from playing against teams that like to maintain possession and attack, and obviously Manchester United are certainly suited to a counter-attack. The problem is is that Oli hasn't got the players at his disposal to, to play a different style of football. He hasn't got right. a, a player that can break lines of passes. Um, Pogba, uh, at this point, I genuinely believe he might not play for Manchester United again. I, I think that that... He may well be out in January. I, I, I think it's best for both parties at this point as well because um, it's broken. Relationship's broken. He doesn't have any respect for Oli. I don't think he has any respect for the club anymore either. I just think he wants to get out. I think he wants to go play for Madrid. That's fine. Get rid, get the money, go reinvest it. Um, there's a couple of options. We touch on them every week. Uh, James Madison, who had a, a really good game this weekend, I thought, um, and outshone Jack Grealish, who being the other player that that would obviously help that team. It's going to be difficult in January to get James Madison out of that club. Really difficult. Um, but a team that has the sort of funds that to squeeze James Madison out of that football club is Manchester United. It's just whether or not Brendan, who's managed to get himself a nice tasty new contract by fluttering his eyelids at Arsenal, uh, has also been able to strong arm the club that he's got commitment from them not to sell any of his players until the summer uh, which I guess would be part of that agreement so United are probably going to have to play this season without having a really talented ball playing centre midfielder now Fred Fred brought his worth I thought he was excellent on, on Saturday uh, you're spoiling my winner of the week here uh, apologies spoiler alert uh, but all, <laughs> the, the, the more important thing for Oli because obviously your form's picked up big time over the last couple of weeks um, 
aided by Martial getting in the nine. Um, he's obviously uh, clinical. He doesn't really offer much in pressing or anything like that because he doesn't have to because he just gets the ball and sticks it in the back of the net. And I really think he's a good complement for the two guys that play outside of him in Rashford and James. Mm. But um, McTominay coming back in is also... It, yeah. it, you talk about leaders... He he seems to be the leader on the field for Manchester United, which for a player with such uh, limited experience, really, uh, and young uh, in age, it, it's really remarkable how he's able to basically shoulder that burden of being the leader on the pitch. And um, I know that Young has still got the armband at the moment. Who's the other captain when Young's not playing? Uh, well, Maguire was captain on uh, yeah. City. Okay, that's interesting. I, I, it's difficult because I, I think McTominay may well be the player to have in that position. I I like Maguire. I think Maguire's a nice, calm head. I don't look at him and go, that's a player that's going to be a leader of men. I, I look at McTominay and I genuinely believe that he is a leader of that dressing room. I think McTominay in a few years. Personally. Probably, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm probably anointing him a little bit early, but he's definitely Manchester United captain material. And Jose was right. You know, Jose was right when he said that. Right. I mean, Jose did take credit for, for Ollie's win against Jose Mourinho last week, which I thought was fascinating. Uh, Jose in? <laughs> Jose in? Um, I've never seen a manager before take credit for another manager's victory against his team. <laughs> he's uh, he's an in- he's an interesting one, isn't he? This he's is got, why we love him. He's gone, and um, you, know, you know what? We love him because he's not managing any of our clubs. Okay, yes. that's the key. Um, just last point on this before we go to the next bit. Um, one other reason why I'm a bit more leaning towards Ole in right now is simply because the players want him there. Now, mm. I've had to watch since Ferguson left. I've had to watch a lot, a lot of shit play for Man United or supposedly really good players play for this club who, who do not want to play for a manager, who don't respect things. Apparently, they all went up to Woodward and said, we really like working under this guy. And the fact that we outran Man City, even Jesse Lingard covered the most amount of uh, ground on the pitch against City. You know what I mean? Um, outrunning them is a hell of an accomplishment. And I think if the players are going to try, because you lose the players, you lose it. Look at fucking Silver. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. If they're, if they're up for it, I'm happy. And this is what Woods was saying with Pogba. You, you need to get him out. You get him out and then you, you stop that from ever becoming a thing or spreading because that's what happened essentially last time. Oh, exactly. And now on to the next bit. So obviously Everton had a... Uh, well, they've had an interesting kind of week, I suppose. Obviously, the the, 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 the departure of Marco Silva, and then the like a like a rising like a phoenix from the ashes. Well, I, think, I, I think you're missing the, one of the the big things, but why he probably isn't the manager of Everton Football Club anymore, and that was the drubbing that we took as well in well, the derby. Oh well, yeah, I mean, you know, mate, that was bad times. Bad. Times. So annoying, mate, because I I believe had we been the team that was fortunate enough to play you on Wednesday. And not play you as uh, on on the Saturday. I think that we would have probably given you a pasting, and Liverpool would have been on the wrong end of basically Everton playing football. It's it's, it's hard not to argue. It really is. Absolutely, absolutely. But go- for, well, for, first of all, with Silva, you know, um, I I am happy he is no longer managing. It's <coughs> charlatan because you, you were giving him. You were backing that man. There a few weeks ago on this show, myself and Tom were very. Very, know, uh, very anti-Silver, and you were backing him, to, backing him. The up. reason why I'm happy he's gone is because he lost, he lost the crowd, he lost the fans, he lost the team. It, handball, know, in terms of handball, <laughs> handball, well, handball yeah. always exists. Mate. <laughs> it's always there. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, that always that would always be there. But um, you know the the hostility he was facing from the crowd um, towards the end of his tenure was was really, really not not good. Um, 
and ultimately we we bought in you know we've done a man united essentially we bought in a a a, a hero you know so to speak uh, in in big dunk um i was critical of him last week because yes you were <laughs> Yeah, and rightly so, to be fair. Where the fuck has this passion been for, for, for since he's been like number two, like literally, or you know, in, in the coaching team? He's been um, waiting for the big seat, mate. He's been basically <laughs> playing in the background, like I mean, little finger playing in that, the background. That, literally, that, what happened on Saturday was what you expect of him, and yet we never saw of it. Um, so. Yeah, maybe, as you said, maybe he needed to be put in that spot yeah. where he does look a little bit uncomfortable. There's, there's no denying it. Oh, no, um, yeah. How, however, he, his um, pre-match notes were, you know, it, it touched every Evertonian's heart. You know, he spoke of the passion and, and you know, the desire. Um, you know, he wore Bill, um, not Bill Kem, right? Um, Howard Kendall's uh, watch uh, as well during the game. He obviously had the Everton wristband on as well. Wow. Um, just, just little things like well, that, you know. No just, chance they're, they're, on Saturday, mate. Exactly, we actually run into like a nostalgia-filled <laughs> bloody football stadium at Goodison. We had zero chance of getting anything from it. Exactly, the connection was was obviously amazing. I think obviously it helped, you know, getting the uh, the early goal against uh, your yeah. boys, um, big time. But the, you know, what was it? Was it thirty-seven tackles or something? Most, most in, in the, the, in the Premier League this season, most by Everton in a decade. Says a lot. Obviously. Whatever, and the question is, whenever this happens, you always think and look at the players and think, why the fuck weren't you doing this before? I know at the end of the day, they're professional footballers. I know maybe it's hard to get from 100 to 110%, but you know, they, wouldn't, they weren't anywhere near 100%. So to do what they did on Saturday was a little bit like, you know, I don't know, it's almost player power, isn't it? Because obviously they were trying to speak, you know, maybe with the performances. Um, however, it does now put us in a dilemma of... Where do we go next? Um, which is the whole thing why I was worried about him going as well. Silver, and kind of why I was, I'm not too fussy if he is, is going or not because I, you know, we're we, we're getting linked with Emery. Well, this is the one. So Vita, scary. So Vita Pereira has ruled himself out of the of the running. If if it's and true that this man is on thirty million pounds a year, of course he's ruled himself out. <laughs> he's, he apparently announced that he's got like kind of this uh, love for the club he's at. He probably can't even pronounce the club he's at in China. It's just that <laughs> massive truck of cash that comes at the end of every month. He's like, I absolutely love this football club. It's crazy, ain't it? Thirty million pounds for a guy I've literally never heard of until <laughs> like you know you sent him and I was Wikipedia B- and I was like Victor right. Pereira. <laughs> 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 Thirty million pound a year, right? Um, to be fair, he actually he's not he's done quite well with most clubs he's been at. But obviously, he said he's ruled himself out. And the, at the moment, the uh, we've got a four man shortlist with what appears now to be Unai Emery heading it. Let me let me try uh, and get the odds. Give me a sec. You get you get the odds, mate, and we'll we'll laugh at what is probably going <laughs> to be mean, the I next said to episode you last week, in the mate, soap drama I that is Everton Football Club. Said to you last week about Emery. <laughs> I said it made a level of sense to me for Emery to be associated with that club because of the size of the club, they kind of fit into that severe mould in many ways. A team that uh, probably a step below, but with the ambition to want to kind of break into that top four. Um, Emery's biggest problem at Arsenal, and I think that a lot of you hear a lot of this, is that it's not that he's got bad ideas, it's not anything like that, it's just that he can't convey his message. Um, and that's always going to be a problem for him in England until his English is improved so much. I mean, don't get me wrong, he can speak better English than I can ever imagine to speak Spanish, but that's not enough to be able to convey and motivate this dressing room. You can tell by just the fact that Silver going and Ferguson coming in and basically Ferguson lighting a fire under their asses, they start running around a bit more. Um, I, I think Emre needs to go back to Spain. 
I think Emery should wait for either the Valencia job to come back and go somewhere. But I think he just needs to get out of England um, and kind of reset and restart his career there. Well, he's currently he's currently for, uh, the fourth favourite. So the first favourite is uh, obviously David Moyes. I do not like that at all. No, no one likes it. No, no one likes it. No, Never no go Tony back. Likes it either. Go from the high of Duncan Ferguson, who is in position two. Literally one win, and that's what happens. Eight to one. <laughs> he was nowhere near in you know being thought about uh, you know prior to the uh, the sacking, and now suddenly because he's won a game of football against Chelsea, though, mate. Thirty-seven tackles, mate. Uh, yeah, mate. Uh, and, that and, and that N- won't be kept up. Nico Kovac is in at number three. Because well, he, he was at the there, ground, he, weren't he? He was, he was there watching the game and then he claims he was then moving on to the uh, the United City game after. Apparently he was at the Arsenal game last night as well. Uh, which is a, a game which literally has uh, one manager that's that's gone obviously at Arsenal and one that's literally about to go at West Ham. So he's probably looking at a couple of jobs down there. For what it's worth, Kovac I don't think is a bad manager at all. I think that he did as good a job as he could do uh, with an ageing squad at Bayern and basically dickheads upstairs. Um, so I, I, I take him all day over Emery. Put it absolutely, that way. I, I concur. Absolutely. Well, one thing I will say though, just on that. One thing that concerns me quite a lot over this next managerial hunt is that Mark Hughes has slipped to 50 to 1. I am devastated by this. That the dream of Mark Hughes going into Everton is gone. Well, yeah, but there's still David Moyes, mate. So you yeah. you still have that in there. You've, you've got your Hughes, backup mate, of Emery. Because I know that I know Mark Hughes. Like you'd even announce that, that on the pod. That really would have I am out of Everton Football Club. Well, yeah. what, what I will say, the managerial hunt, what Ferguson's given them is, is not a dilemma. He's given them um, breathing space. Exactly, mm. time. They don't need to now rush this decision because it seems that Ferguson will get a tune from him. He'll probably get a tune for them for a month or two before the message starts to maybe wear thin and tactics have to be a bit more than what they are. But he's at least got a couple of months to get you through uh, what is a relatively difficult patch of fixtures and be able to make sure you get the right guy. Um, this is what we said last year. I know. They, they, what's going to happen is Ferguson's going to... Then he got the fucking job <laughs> and now I'm really sad. Even though we play good football. But it's and not he's now all yeah. <laughs> Um yeah, fair enough. Just one last thing before we move on to Chelsea. In terms of who you want, what do you want? And what do you think you need to... Where do you think the team needs to be invested in? Um, it's, it's a tough question, mate. Like if, if I generally think about it, I still think we're suffering from previous transfer windows which haven't been good enough. Namely, obviously, when we had uh, Sam Allardyce... Uh, and Ronald Koeman in that summer. we still got some some hangovers left over from that. Um, so the recruitment needs to continue. It's, it's been on, on, on a good trajectory, but it still wasn't perfect in the summer. The fact that we chose not to get a centre-back is one of the, the most crazy things. You know, it, it baffled me. We put all our eggs in the Zuma basket, who, by the way, wasn't actually great at the weekend. Um, but... You know he was good. He was good for us on loan. In fact, we didn't get him. But in terms of the manager, I would just want someone that kind of in, just got, got the players doing what they did on Saturday. That is Everton. You know, we, we've never been renowned for playing the slickest football. But you know, when you get that Goodison crowd up, you know, I know it's almost cliche, but with Everton, it really is. You know, that that old rocking ground. You know, you know the howls of their yeah. handball. You make you get that crowd going, and you get the you get the uh, if the players are, are, are when the playing, crowd. And win your freedom. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If they if they're playing with passion, then the crowd will always be on the side, and that, that is obviously lacking with uh, with Silver. So that's what the manager needs to do, and that's why I'm concerned if it's Emery because I don't feel like he has that in him. I don't think he has that communication skills to do it. 
Fair enough, fair enough. So, Moy's in. Um, <laughs> now, uh, eagle-eyed listeners of this show will realise that we are in the Christmas period. We're starting to feel a bit festive. Yeah? I'm wearing a Christmas jumper right now. You are. I am. And um, this gets people thinking about Christmas, what they want for Christmas, what's on the shopping list. Now, obviously, Lee's going to get a new, a brand new, what are you going to get a brand new of? don't know, maybe a phone. <laughs> You do need a new phone, to be fair. Woods, what have you got for Christmas this year? What are you, what, what are you thinking to get? Uh, I don't know. Um, I, I usually buy myself stuff, but I haven't this year. Um, but no one buys for you? Well, Lauren's clearly bought me something. Um, I have no idea what it is, though. So, could be oh, Is this like when you buy your Batman things? And you yeah, you know, like my up? Lego Millennium Falcon. Yeah, yeah like happy right. birthday to me, Lego Millennium Falcon. <laughs> Thank you. It still lives on my table because i got no idea what to do with it now. Have you finished it now? Yes. It's wonderful, mate. It is <laughs> fucking massive. Um, it's, it's definitely a thing. It's, um, it's definitely a thing. It's a lot of Lego. That's what it is. Well, this is the key, right? So, but Chelsea, all of our clubs have shopping lists as well. And Chelsea's one in particular is very interesting because that, that transfer ban... They got some good news. They got some good news. We did has been lifted. I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm afraid. For us. Yeah, we've got some good news, news for Chelsea. Um, well, and what this means, as soon as it was lifted, we knew we'd have a segment of Woods talking about what he wants for Christmas. And Woods, the floor is yours. What do you need to buy in January? And crucially, do you think you're going to go out and paint the town green? So, um, in answer to your first question, there's a good possibility that Chelsea do go heavy in, in, in January. Um, I'm hearing a lot of positive stuff uh, about Roman's um, interest in the club again. He's he's back in. Um, he, he's re- in. in? <laughs> he's, he's happy with how things are working under Lampard so far. He's happy with a lot of the young players coming through. He's very happy seeing his football club kind of go this way. Um, in terms of players that we need in, I think it was very apparent at the weekend where, where the weaknesses lie. Um, I've already said about Anders Christensen, but that centre-half position has been a, a, an issue all season. Uh, we've got a lot of what you'd call... Um, uh, B players, right? That's probably how you describe them. Um, I guess your backups. You, you, your player that you're happy when he stands next to Goliath, right? Your you player that uh, you stand next to uh, Van Dyke, obviously at Liverpool. So you look at um, Matip or uh, Gomez. If you put Matip and Gomez together, it's going to be pretty shaky. But the second you get one of them out and you stick Van Dyke there, the Stones whole versus next to Laporte, right? Absolutely, absolutely, perfect example. Um, you know, like it's it's a very very difficult position to fill to basically go. We need to go find our Virgil Van Dyke because there aren't many. In fact, there's no other Virgil Van Dykes in world football. Uh, the closest thing that obviously everyone talks about is Koulibaly. I don't know enough of him. I don't watch enough Napoli to be like that is definitely the guy. But he's certainly an imposing player. Um, which one thing I will say about Koulibaly from what I've seen of him, which admittedly isn't the most, um, he for me, is a B. You think he's so He's physically imposing, but I don't think he's a footballer. And I think to be the A, you need to be a footballer as well. It's interesting because... You I, need to be calm. Because I kind of feel that in, in the players that we have at our disposal, um, taking, so Zuma thinks he's a better footballer than he is. I don't think he's particularly good at the ball at his feet. Tamori's excellent with the ball at his feet. Christensen, his only strength is playing with the ball at his feet. Uh, Rudiger's coming back... Um, he, he's not so much uh, and that's where the interest is because Rudiger's actually back tonight um, and it's a big game for him because the question mark I've got is could Rudiger fill that void I, I, I've never been fully bought in to Rudiger being 
uh, a top level centre half. I think he has his moments, but I'm always I always question a centre half that's going to ground and having to put sliding block tackles because that ultimately tells me that he's not able to read the game at a high enough level to play against the better teams. And that's really good to me. Um, I, I, I'd like a, a, a really good centre-half to play next to Tamori. That's my ideal situation. I think Tamori has the ability to be a really, really high-level footballer. Um, he just needs someone next to him. Um, second position is left-back. We're not going to get a left-back in January. Apparently, the club are very much identifying Chilwell as the option. Um, I think that they're going to go big for Chilwell in the summer yeah that's uh, a Madden scenario isn't it yeah, not we're not getting January. him in January there's no way um, and I think that with Emerson and Esper Equator on the books uh, I don't feel it's a great need it's definitely a weakness though uh, I think that um, Everton had quite a lot of joy going down the left hand side at the weekend in fact the first goal came from there because Esper Equator got stuck, sucked inside um, it was way out of position for when Sadibi got to the byline um, midfield's fine I think we've got lots of options it's a shame but it sounds like Ruben's had another setback with his recovery it's a it's a nasty injury for a player who size to have an Achilles injury and it's clearly how bad is it? <sighs> there's no date on return it seemed that he was meant to be back this calendar year uh, but the recovery's not going as well uh, which well he got the same injury as uh, Hudson Callum, Boy, right? yeah. in the same game um, not in the same game but literally within a month um, oh, okay. it, in fact the game that he got it in was the friendly in yeah, that's right. Boston that's right. which is insane uh, that we, we basically lose one of our most promising footballers in our team and arguably at that point he was probably our form player other than Eden Hazard um, so that's a big blow he is not there anymore no <laughs> and, and, and the thing is he's like, I watch Chelsea at times and I'm kind of like yeah we are still looking for that player which then gets me to the, the real player the player that we really do need to go and get and that is um, Jaden Sancho um, and the reason we need to go get him is because I'm fed up of watching Willian. Do Willian seems to be like um, between the 18-yard box and the 18-yard box. Fine, he's moving with the ball. He's moving lovely down the wing, through the middle. Fine, gets into the penalty area and it falls to pieces. Just collapses. He is so so bad in the box, um, and I'm just he. Had Loves to mo- touch, doesn't he? It does. He just um, and he derails basically uh, attacking flow when he mm. gets there. It seemed like quite a lot of times we get into the box on on Saturday, and then William would just be there and just completely fluff it and have no idea what he's doing. He doesn't get a shot off. He doesn't get a pass off. Just does nothing, and it completely fizzles out. Everton retain the ball because obviously they got thirty seven tackles at the weekend. I'm done with William. Um, I, I'm a bit worried. I won't lie. I'm a bit worried about Callum hudson Doy at the moment. I know it's a big injury to come back and that's why I'm kind of giving him leeway. But he's been so unimpressive when I've watched him this season. Um, and again, I, I'm just going to give him the leeway because it's a big injury. He's probably still working his way back. But... That worries me a bit. In, in an attempt to, to, to salvage my shattered reputation of getting things wrong, a, a risky attempt to salvage my shattered reputation for getting things wrong. I did say this about Hudson Adoy last year. I, I ain't been impressed yet, bruv. I've seen one or two glimpses, but on the whole, I think as a footballer, he's got a lot of work to do. You have to take into consideration the injury. I get, I know, I, I get the injury, but I, I, the things I think that you're looking at now in terms of decision-making, in terms of little bits here and there, they're the things that screamed out at me when I watched him play before his injury. He's a player right now when he's playing that's not playing his natural game. He looks like he's trying too hard. So 
he wants to hold on to the ball to create something, to score a goal, get the assist, as opposed to kind of playing the football. Um, and that's hindering the team more than anything. But yeah, in, in terms of what we'll get done in January, I don't honestly know. January is very difficult. Um, to, sorry, Leah. Sorry, you know, I'm just going on that in terms of January. Um, you say, obviously, even maybe getting players in. Do you not feel like the squad's a little bit bloated because you didn't get rid of anyone? So, so the issue is you're going to have to sell people before you get in. And then doing that in January is really difficult. It's going to be difficult, but it's not impossible now because the... European Cup tie rules gone, right? I think what Chelsea needs to consider is just not going. All oh, right, we're, we've got we've, we're off the band now. Let's just go and spend Completely money. Completely agree. Think- I do not want the club to go and basically spend a load of money on Zappa Costa and Bakayoko again. Uh, they have Barkley to be very and, precise yeah, with what like they're that, doing. You know, exactly, B players, to- as you said. Yeah. Uh, they aren't going to help the team really get to where the end goal is. Um, I think mm-hmm. Giroud will go in January. I think Alonso could potentially go in January um, I think that those are the two that will probably be shipped out because they look Giroud, surplus yeah. Um, yeah. we could do with another striker but I've already touched on this a few few weeks ago I don't know how we're going to convince a striker to come in and basically be told you're playing second fiddle the one the one player I can see us getting done is Jaden Sancho just because the, the, the chat is is that he's done in Dortmund Dortmund are done with him they want the 100 plus million uh, and Chelsea have 150 to spend. Two goals and assists at the weekend. Yeah, kids must. Well, this is the they- thing. So one thing, I, the last thing I'll say about this entire um, Chelsea transfer window thing is that, as we've seen in the part, the last couple of windows in the January transfer window have been quiet, quite a few now. If one club goes out and starts spending money, hello, domino effect. It's fair. We could be we could be seeing some stuff happen. Um, let's crack on to the next segment. So. One of the things that marred the Manchester derby was um, the racist gestures from, a, from, from some, some people in the crowd. Not what we want to see. Um, Still cropping up, isn't it? It's just there, isn't it? And um, one of the things that... One of the biggest things, the, kind of the takeaways over the course of the weekend was um, Gary Neville. Because and he's been getting a bit of flack on social media, but also a lot of support on social media because he has essentially come out and publicly on Sky that's being broadcast live, kind of put the blame in the hands of the government or at least alluded to the fact that society as a whole is having a real issue of this. And it's no surprise that it's created in the game, you know, um, Mr. Woods. What are your thoughts on this? Was he right to to do to, to make such a public statement? He's, Personally, I think he was completely correct to do this because it's true. But there'll be many people that disagree with me on that statement. There is there is an argu- there is a, there is actually an argument almost to an extent. But I I, I let Woods go into the first. microphone. Lee. Uh, no, I, I heard it. It's fine. I I'm, I'm interested to know what what you're going to say here. Look, I completely agree with him, um, and I completely agree with him when he says the date three years. Um, ultimately. Uh, David Cameron opened the Pandora's box to make it acceptable for people to become racists because basically uh, they were told that um, if you want your Britain back, taking back control, you can send all these foreigners back. And that allowed basically all the racists that have had to shut away their true feelings um, to be allowed to come out and express themselves. Um, it's only got worse because Boris Johnson's now prime minister and the most um, what is it the most important position in this country I mean ultimately I know the Queen's obviously he, he, he answers to the Queen but he's he still, lied to the Queen <laughs> he lied to the Queen he did lie but Boris has never lied um, never lied but that's a different thing <laughs> he, he this is a man that has a telegraph co- uh, column where basically he's um, 
portrayed his, 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 his basically spewed his racism, uh, including comments about Muslim women, including uh, comments about black men. And now this is seen as acceptable because he's never had to basically face any ramifications for his words. He doesn't apologise. He just basically carries on as normal. And it's, this is what's fueling this acceptability to become an absolute asshole. I can't get my head around it because I can't understand what happens in a football ground when a man is watching a football match that he gets so basically lost in himself that he ends up making monkey gestures to black players. I can't even get my head around this. In my mind, I'm kind of like... This guy might be a normal guy, he might have a normal wife, he might have a normal child, he might have a normal job. All of that's out of the window because he's basically completely gone bonkers um, in the football stadium. It, it, racism really pisses me off because I can't understand why it still exists. I just don't get it. One of the biggest problems I have with the whole thing, because I'm not like you, I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I, we are in a civilised world, No. We're not, though. That's the problem. The thing that the, the, the effect I think this will have going forward is that, and this might be some years down the line, but I know you mentioned this over the weekend words, and I'm sure, I know I've said it before. I don't know if you've said this before as well, Lee. I have lost, I don't know how to identify with this country anymore. I don't. Right? Now, as an English footballing nation, usually Brits don't go abroad. Do they? No, that's fair. That's fair. Do we, do we see that changing going forward? Because people maybe... Because not all footballers are you know, idiots. They, 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 there are some fairly quite educated footballers out there. Do you think that some of these, certainly the youngsters as well, who are growing up with, you know, in a multicultural society, but they're seeing this bile and hatred and just this racistness coming from all of the media and all of the government officials and all this shit on the street where it's now acceptable to be that way... Do they now think, you know what, better pastures abroad? Do we see, in it, do we see that happening in the future? To be honest, no, because I think the, the, the issue is still very much abroad as well. It's, 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 a, it's been fueled by, you know, arguably Donald Trump. You know, they're the biggest power in, this, in, in the world, it's, you know, pretty much, you know, maybe other than China. But, you know, the message that he spreads, you know, and the, the, the people that are coming, the, the parties that are coming to power in various countries, they're predominantly, you know, more right wing. That's true, and, it, and it's spreading. It, you know, it's it's becoming a it's becoming. I don't want to say global problem because it always probably has been a global problem, but it's becoming more rife. You know, certainly in the politics of the last decade. I, for what it's worth, Mike, I don't think they do. I think for a couple of reasons. Um, one reason: money talks. Um, they'll. But, but, will, but, but will the Premier League still maintain its global appeal That's if fair. this shit gets worse? That's fair. I mean, ultimately, that is a very, very fair point. At what point does like the Premier League all of a sudden start stepping in and putting the pressure on the clubs to be like, you need to get this in order? Because this is damaging does the money ours. go down? Yeah. Why This is the issue. The fact that it's got to do with money before they actually address oh, yeah. the issue. Oh, course, I mean, the, the, that's the, disgusting the, in itself. It yeah. is mad. And the, the second point I was going to say is that a lot of these players uh, would have dealt with that throughout their lives anyway so they, they will basically turn their turn their backs to it uh, because that's kind of what they've had to do to survive to a certain extent because we don't basically focus on where the real issue is because what happens is it happens at a football stadium and everyone loses their minds about it right everyone goes crazy oh racism in the football stadium but this this isn't where it's born no. this is born elsewhere it's born at the top 
as I said, when you've got a prime minister that makes the comments that he does, never apologises, never pays any ramifications for these words. And I say, Lee, it's the same because across the ocean, they also see this other guy that's saying just as bad stuff, doesn't face any ramifications for it. It just basically fuels the idea, well, if it's good for him, it's good for me. And I can f- basically provide these ideas. It's, we, we spoke about this with Bernardo Silva to an extent, and you're right, it is bad on the continent because Bernardo Silva, what he said, he couldn't see anything wrong with it. That's as simple as that. But ultimately, what we said then was it's education, and I still believe that. I don't think this guy who makes these gestures towards Fred really fully understands why that's so offensive. And it's, and it's crazy to actually think that as well in yeah. yourself, that I, he can't, because we, oh, I say we, but just you like to think society in general can, so why can't he? It's, 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 it's baffling. I don't want to call him an idiot, but I bet it's lack of education. Mm. It's something we've spoken about several times before, and it, you know, maybe in terms of off-topic, you know, off-air in terms of this subject and but politics. I don't I, education. Well, don't worry, austerity will fix that over the next kind of ten years again, won't it? Yeah. The, the one thing that I do want to say about this is it's interesting. It's not interesting, but shouldn't be forgotten that something happened at Chelsea, obviously with Raheem Sterling, um, and Raheem came out, and this is when basically. Uh, Raheem started to become the Raheem Sterling that we now know um, and really appreciate his um, voice. He came out and said that clubs should get nine-point deductions when this sort of stuff happens. Um, Then the Bernardo Silva situation happens and he comes out and supports Bernardo Silva instead of condemning it. And he has been silent on this one. Um, And I just kind of feel... I don't want to be harsh on the kid. He's in a difficult position. I know he's in a difficult position. I know, but... Like, your message dies when you start becoming hypocritical about your message. And that's ultimately what this is. It's all, for, it's all fine basically going nine points off basically other people. And the second it's some guy in your own stadium, you're like, oh, bad apple, get him out. And, and he, no is, doubt and he is, is a bad apple. But this is a little bit of an issue as well then, just before we go on to the predictions bit, is that when it comes to stuff like this, not every young black footballer is going to want to be a Raheem Sterling and go up and face the media head on the way he does and speak out about these things. How many young black footballers is what this country is turning into going to discourage going forward? Yeah, I know, I know. And I think that really Raheem, I was hoping, would be the catalyst to, to push this on. Chelsea have a lot of black young black footballers at our football club, and I hope that so they... So do we. And, and I, I, yes, absolutely. Um, and I hope that, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm talking about Chelsea because I know there is a problem at that football club. Yeah. It's very well documented that there's a problem. I, I want these players to be able to come out and basically completely condemn it and be, have the confidence that the cl- they've got the club's backing to come out and condemn it, that they've got the fans backing on condemning it. Um, and it doesn't just stop there. The, the, this racism thing, that, that's obviously a massive situation, but you've got the homophobia uh, that still exists in football stadiums. It, it, it's far-reaching. The, 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 it's basically a mess, but it does perfectly epitomise this country right now. Because Don't uh, worry, we haven't turned into the politics show. We haven't. It's just that um, we are at the height of a, an election right now. And I think that, personally, I am boiling inside, mate. I am yeah. Boiling inside. I, I have not stopped thinking about it. I, I wake up in the morning and I'm, I'm having a shower and I'm thinking about it and it's just consuming my every fucking. Because I, I, I think we're fucked and I, I don't see fucked. any positive coming out of it. 
the worst thing is as well, I don't know what it is for you boys, but when I actually speak to other people, as in like people like my colleagues who I see on a day-to-day basis, and they justify why they're voting for you know Boris and why they want this continued you know, state of what this country's in at the moment. I, you know, as you said, you, your blood boils. You're like, I, I, I sit there and think, I'm not going to react, I'm not going to react. And before I know it, I'm in an argument and I'm trying, I'm trying to understand what, what, how, what is their method of thinking? Why, did it, why would they go like down this route of supporting someone that, as we've just dis- discussed, is, you know, a known racist, comes out of racist comedy, he's homophobic, etc., etc., etc. He's just... Yeah, it's, it's, it's a sad state of times, really. Let's really move on is. to predictions. Let's get out of this. Yeah, let's get out of this before we all start basically losing our shit. <laughs> yeah. We're all boiling. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Saturday, half past 12, Liverpool versus Watford. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, that's, that's a gimme. Um, Liverpool had a big win tonight, by the way. They are for in the Champions League, which is a big relief to Manchester United and Arsenal. That was a difficult game as well, for, was, for the most part, that we watched. Um, um, did you yeah, see so the Salah goal? Yeah. yeah, what a Incredible. finish that is on his weak side. Jeez. I mean, he had spurned four chances up to that point. Uh, and I'd Classic. go back to it again. It is. It is vintage Salah. Just basically misses a hat load, but just keeps shooting through it. Just shoots through it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All day for Liverpool. Yeah, Liverpool for me. And then we've got Burnley, three o'clock kickoff, hosting Newcastle. In form, Auntie Bruce's boys. Burnley. Against an out of form, Burnley. They are got tonked didn't they by Spurs um, I do we'll get to that we'll wait for that I've got, I've got my thoughts about this wonderful I, I goal also, I also I don't have thoughts oh, about the wonderful goal words. I do have thoughts about Spurs in general though a little bit but yeah I, I think draw here personally Auntie Bruce has got the boys Bruce. yeah but to be fair, I, I do. I do. It is with caution with Newcastle because when you watch them play, they, they, you know Southampton. Like Southampton should have got something from that game at the weekend. Definitely. Simply put, I, I'm going to take Burnley because I, I think that they're a different animal at home. I'll take a draw. Chelsea host Bournemouth. Ah, oh. mate, Bournemouth have lost five. They have. The they have. But we are the what, team which in keeps on giving. Is mate, one in ten. West Ham hadn't won a game in God knows how long. We let them win. Everton hadn't won a game in God knows how long. We let them win. This is just... Uh, you're, you're in a bit of bad form yourself. Was it three and four that you haven't won? Yeah. But and what's frustrating I, I, is because Mikey pointed out early. I mean, when you say you were only five points back, we, we must have been 11 points ahead at one point. That's crazy. Um, I think we'll be too good for Bournemouth for what it's worth because I think Ake is going to be out as well. No Ake, they were like... Bournemouth don't have a team. They were like 0.14 for goals expected against... I mean, granted against Liverpool. They don't offer a threat and they haven't got any defenders. No. That's a recipe for It's a Chelsea win for me. It is a Chelsea win. Uh, Leicester host Norwich. They're going to get pumped, mate, because Leicester are routing teams at the moment. (laughs) Leicester. Uh, The midweek game, Chelsea against Villa. Chelsea played really, really well and probably should have more than they did. And then I watched Leicester play against Villa and then I realised, no, Villa are just terrible because uh, Leicester absolutely spanked them. They should have had six. They absolutely killed them at the weekend. Yeah, Leicester are rampant. Yeah, for nine, nine on the bounce, I reckon. There you go. Sheffield United against Aston Villa. Give me Sheffield. Yeah, I'll go Sheffield. And I'll take that as well. They were unfortunate against Newcastle. It's, it's, if I can go back to talking about Newcastle, the game they lost was one of those which I think Wilder will be pretty annoyed about. Uh, the set. That, that VAR decision. But it's the player's fault. You can't stop. Like You are told from the first time you set foot on a football pitch, play to the whistle, and they all stopped. 
and like what did you I appreciate this i do appreciate this so, so i'm going to just jump in right here sorry but the goalkeeper can see it clearly in his view that the the liner has got his flag up that's that's straight away it's, it's a mental thing in your head but he, he will set himself and he'll try to save it but, but that happens with var or not I've seen games where the linesman but, but no, no, flagged. No, no, if it's before, if it's flagged, then he knows it's pretty much going to be offside. Not if the referee disagrees with oh, it. How often is that? Sometimes. No, come on, <laughs> you know you're, you're plucking at straws there. Come on. I, th- I, I like the fact they scored I, I it. Thought, I, like the oh, yeah, still... I completely agree. Yeah, because play to him. Because otherwise you have a good goal ruled out. And it, yeah. that, that's what ultimately like the players have got to learn. The players have got to learn. I do kind of agree. Do you, do you think that the linesman shouldn't have put his flag up? Well, this is what they were initially doing, weren't they? But now they've sort of been introduced where they are starting to flag again. I, I don't know. For me, I thought it was really a harsh because so much time elapsed between, you know, and because of the situation it was in terms of he was bearing down on goal three at the time. Goalkeeper setting himself, but he knows that the lino has definitely got his flag up. So whilst, like I said, he's definitely going to set himself and he's going to try and make the save, but there's that's that little mental thing in your head, I think. Yeah, I think they were desperately unlucky with it. They were unlucky. But whenever this kind of thing happens, when new things are introduced or adopted, there's always going to be someone who doesn't benefit from it. Adjustment period of time to get used to it. Everyone's going to look at, oh, do you remember that time when? Mm. Dave Besant, when the back pass rule got ruled out, absolutely had an absolute nightmare with it. Because he just right. couldn't, I think because right. he because could, he couldn't deal with it. Um, I, I, I'm it. pretty sure that he got sacked as well by Ken Bates, like, and he found out while watching the news or something like this. It's a wild story about this, but yeah, isn't Bezen the one who dropped the bottle of salad cream on his foot and broke his foot and was out for like months? Could be, could be, yes. The old glass bottles of salad cream, mate. Don't what? make them anymore. Um, Southampton, West Ham, half five kickoff on Saturday. Cool. Southampton. Yeah, West Ham weren't good last night and they were against a fucking shit Arsenal team um, made them look half decent in the Chill. end. So yeah, Southampton. Cresswell got hurt as well, didn't he? He did. I That's think it. a draw because I think they'll drop Haller and they'll put Antonio up there and when they play Antonio... Yeah, they did, they, they already done that, mate. What? They did that against Arsenal. Yeah, I know. But they'll do it... No, no, no Haller, Haller started against Arsenal, <laughs> no, he didn't he? No. He was on for ages. No, he didn't. Antonio started. Mm. Mate, they've already tried it and... Yeah, they played better. They beat fucking Chelsea. <laughs> when they when they dropped Haller, mate, didn't work last night, mate. Okay, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to find the lineups. Carry on, but I'm taking Southampton because I think that they're they're actually playing pretty well. They're unfortunate at the week. Um, the credibility is dropping like a stone in the show. It's no good. Um, big game. Antonio started up front. Damn it. Um, two o'clock. Little burial of your own this week, eh? What's that? Little burial of your own, eh? I'm still recovering from my burying last week. Uh, sick burn, mate. Yeah. Oh, how's 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 them scars working out here? <laughs> Yeah. By all um, accounts, there was a lot of dead air at the end of last week's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, Manchester United are hosting Everton. Mate, it's the big one, mate. Just imagine, big dunk, mate. We, we, we win. He does the classic big dunk, rips off his shirt, whirls it around his head like he did that Unveils time. Unveils an against Everton you. 95 shirt. <laughs> NEC, you know, um, he's got the ta- you know he's got the tattoo as well, don't you? Obviously, he's got the Everton crest. You know, he'll, he'll get that up. Um, that's obviously the dream. And we're going to throttle someone as well, will he? <laughs> yeah, that'd be great as well. Go up to Ollie, mate. Come on in. Um, yeah, that's the dream. Obviously, uh, Man United are in good form. Um, I don't want to get too carried away with the result at the weekend. Um, I'm obviously cautious. So, uh, you know, maybe, maybe I hope for a draw. That's something, you know. 
Man United win. The thing with this fixture, this this is the one you touched on it earlier, Mikey. Everton will sit deep. They will low block. They will keep it tight and they'll try to spring as best they can. They'll try basically making Manchester United have to play football. And we're going to see on, on Sunday if Manchester United actually can play the football that's required to break down a tough team. If Everton can replicate their 37 tackle game that they did, it's going to be a difficult afternoon for, for Manchester United. But I, I will take Manchester United just on the basis that they will probably get a penalty. Yes, <laughs> 10 this season, mate. Um, one thing that just completely off topic... Have you noticed how everyone start, has used, started to use the phrase low and high block just because Mourinho says it? I can't say I picked up on it, mate. No, 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 no. no. you said low block a minute ago. Like, I, because I, Mourinho always talks I about I would say lo- that. Oh, yeah, I have noticed that. Actually. Alex Scott no, once <laughs> said this about a year ago. Uh, was it? I think it was Alex Scott that said it and soon it's lost his nut about it. Because he was like, you just mean sitting deep. It's like, <laughs> yes, but this is kind of like the... I believe this is like the terminology they use in the... Yeah. Um, the, fit, the UA for training, isn't it? The coach yeah. training. Fucking soon is the ham roll that he is, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's got me. I like that a lot. I like ham that roll. a lot. Um, so are you going Man United ever to Everton? Yeah, I'm taking Man United because, like I said, I think they'll get a penalty. And draw? Uh, yeah. Let's just hope. But just think, mate, you're, you are on for a double in the space of a week against me and Mikey. <laughs> Could, could happen. Could happen. We have to dedicate an entire show to your victory speech the next week, man. Wait, I, I think I've been quite good with Woods. Yeah, he, he has. Apart from the the, the, the audio file that you sent through at like one o'clock on <laughs> Saturday night. Oh, that was the alcohol, mate. Sorry. <laughs> to be fair, I yeah. looked at it. I went. I'm not listening to it. And I so you haven't I listened, listened to it. At all? I have not listened to it, mate. Maybe I'll give you a little version now. <laughs> okay. I, I won't. Oh, no. Okay. Unless you um, want to do the uh, Chelsea chant, and then I'll, I'll come in. Chelsea. Chelsea. Were you with Rob at this time? I was, of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we had a good time. I'm sure you did. <laughs> um, Wolves versus Spurs. Ooh. Wolves. Ooh. <laughs> Straight in there. <laughs> <laughs> so before we go into Wolves quickly tell me about what's your son theory right. you didn't, I'm didn't sorry mate goal. but I am not impressed I'm not impressed the man picked the ball up and ran in a straight line and no Burnley player decided to basically put a body on him he didn't run in a straight line did he really he, there was pretty, a much ran a, he pretty much ran in a straight line I honestly I'm just it's not still, impressed it's still, it's still great pace yeah oh yeah great <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh, I, I, I don't like to be that guy, but honestly, when I when I heard oh, he scored like the best goal of the season, and I, I thought oh, I've got to see this goal. He's, he's run the length of the pit, and I watched it. and I was like, oh, if that was Messi, mate. We will be no, waxing near no, because Messi. Would okay, have... mate. Here's a question: Jermaine Beckford or Son, which was the better goal? Beckford definitely had a bit of bumbling in his mate. <laughs> <laughs> so Son was the better goal, eh? No, because Beckford had to actually beat some players. Um, Honestly, like I, John Terry has won, so that doesn't really count. <laughs> I don't understand. They, I, I, I think it was Drinkwater was playing. I don't know why Drinkwater's just not hatched in, mate. What Drinkwater's playing? Is he? Well, yeah, what? what? I thought oh, Drinky's back. I, I think Drinky was back in the squad. I might, I might be making this up because I, I swear he's been. Like, has he been done for like boozing and beating up people on the <laughs> streets? He, he, got he tried drink, to. Drink, he's had a bit of drink, mate. He's, he's been boozing. He tried to nick some geezer's girl. He said basically she's coming back home with me, and then got on the wrong end of a pasting. 
Excellent news. Um, no, that's, that's <laughs> Uh, I'm going to see. I might, I might have completely made this up. I don't understand why no one basically kicked him. That's my problem with it. Like, I don't... Uh, it didn't there is an element of Fernandinho it. Um, yeah, exactly. Fernandinho. No, oh, mate, fucking Andreas Pereira. Did you see what he did when he came on? Exactly. Mate, it was fucking brilliant. He comes on the pitch, and I think he'd been on the pitch 10 seconds. Man City get, Man City get the break, and they're running, they're running away, mate. There's on the halfway line. Pereira does the most blatant foul. He literally is behind the player and just completely cleans him out. It's beautiful. There's your booking. Thank you very much. I'm just going to tell Loves you right it, now, in terms of better goal, Deli Ali scored a better goal against Manchester United midweek. That goal was good. That, that was, was good incredible. Goal. The ball drops from out of shot. That's how far that ball went into the air. That's incredible to me that he was able to do that. That's miles better than what we saw at the weekend people were just losing their mind because a man run the length of the field <laughs> I just like um, the only thing I'll say about that Spurs performance is um, what was the final score? 5-0 Five. Five. how many of these goals were worldies? the Kane one was good them. weren't it? this is classic Mourinho needs a needs a, like do you know what I mean? like needs that what, about, what about the week when they, when they don't score the worldies? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know they had a chance where Ali was through and he should have squared it and he got caught. You remember the chance? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. There's something about it that didn't sit well with me. I don't like it when you win 5-0 and score five worldies because that doesn't, to me, tell me... Do you know, no, do you know what I mean? I get, I get what you're saying. Do you, yeah, know, do you yeah, see yeah. what I mean? You know, um, Must be devastating. It's not something you can rely on, though. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, That's what I'm getting at. Obviously, yeah, I, I, obviously, I know where you're getting. It doesn't seem that way. It was a good, too fair, good win for Spurs though, because they scored five worldies. Really fun. Um, Tough game though. I think they'll draw. Yeah, I like a draw as well. You're still sticking with that Wolves. I want to just because because it's Spurs, but I feel like it's a bad idea. Um, Don't I'm be sti- swayed, Woods. Don't be swayed. I'm going to stick with Wolves because yeah. um, Wolves it's are not a bad shout. Fifth in the league. Are they still fifth, and they're unbeaten in like lots of games. Yeah, I mean, bearing in mind they played about 16 games more than any other team or something. It's crazy. Um, they're going to burn out big time in the second half of the season, mate. Mate, they've already handled the pressure quite well so far. A lot of teams struggle even it's at this cu- point. It's cumulative fatigue, though. That's what will get them. Okay. Half four, Arsenal, Man City. An angry Man City. Against an overconfident Arsenal. This has got a recipe for, basically, this should be R-rated. Mate, if Ozil starts, if Xhaka starts, if Pepe starts. And if David Luiz starts, <laughs> and if fucking whoever... Man, Man City oh. are winning this, mate. Just, for, just, just quickly, can I just ask your opinion on, on Ozil? Because watching him last night, I was sitting there like, this is just literally a waste of time. Just just get him out. He's, he's, he's finished, pointless. I, fi- I find it... The body language thing has always been with him. It's always been throughout his career, but it just, just gone, there's mate. nothing from him. He's gone, mate. He's finished. Um, a mate of mine who's an Arsenal fan said that Wenger said that once he's finished with the German national team, he just basically wouldn't care. That's, that's kind of what's happened. He's obviously pulled himself out of uh, contention for the German national team and just doesn't care. Um, they're paying a player for 50 grand a week for for just not caring. Um it's a shame. I heard, I heard. Who was the? Sorry to come in here. There was a comedian that I saw do a, do a thing, and he talked about Mesut Özil being at a party, 
And at this party was Mesut Ozil, Jimmy Carr, and was it Justin Bieber? That was I'm a Celebrity, and it was Roman Kemp. <laughs> That's the, it was, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was sitting there thinking, so I, why was Mesut Ozil there? That's Mesut Ozil these days, mate. Ozil wanted to meet Justin Bieber. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Which, <laughs> that is, like, that is ah. Mesut Ozil. There you go. <laughs> yeah, What's that what Ozil it. wants to do with his time? Um, he, yeah, what, Man City pr- win for me. Yeah, yeah Man City. Just, then, on, um, just on another thing about Man City, though, um, obviously bitterly disappointed. That is the title gone for them. Um, Pep making all of those noises of a man that is basically, I think it's getting to him. I've said it. I said think, it last week as well. I think this is the end of the road this season. I think the man may well take a year sabbatical. Fascinating if this happens. Um, big, big. Uh, look, you know, I don't like to overhype games, Lee. So we but go. we've got a huge game on Monday night. Huge Bright- game. Brighton. Yeah. Who are they going to? Palace. Yeah, Wait, that's a derby, mate. It's a derby. Know. It's such a random derby. This is born out of like the the violence in the eighties, isn't huge it? Game. So it's based on the motorway. Isn't it based on the fact that the story of how this derby came to be is kind of a weird one? Because it, it's, it's obviously. Sorry. You got, sorry, I was going to say you're going to enlighten us. I, 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 I can't. I will tell I you what, when we talk about this next week, I will find out. I'm, I've, I've read about it before and it's kind of a weird thing that came out of nothing in a way. I, when they, no, Team of the 80s, documented by BT Sport, right? Palace basically came into the 80s as a team that, much like what Chelsea look like right now, loads of FA Cup back-to-back right at the youth level, anointed team of the 80s fell to pieces but they basically in the 70s got relegated all the way down uh, to the third tier of football which is where I think this rivalry started um, back then Um, and they were kind of coming up together through the leagues Um, so the actual the derby is actually called the A23 derby or the M23 derby because it's historically because of the motorway that's obviously because that's the, the link, but yeah, the, it yeah. was through the seventies that they started to happen. But yeah, it was in the seventies, yeah, and and um, uh, Roy Hodgson, the current manager of Palace, stated that he does not recall such any rivalry with Brighton as a Palace fan in the fifties and sixties. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. Started in the seventies because they were in the third division. Anyway, who cares? Big who game. Win, who wins? Ooh. I'm going to say draw. High score. I, I, I think I think this is a draw as well because. Uh, Brighton Brighton. Palace. I really was not impressed with Brighton the other day. I watched the game again. You've been hating on Brighton. You've been hating on Brighton so much, mate. I watched that game. They played Wolves, didn't they? They looked all right. Nah, I wasn't impressed. Didn't they draw with Wolves? And it was only because of a defensive error that they lost. Uh, Sorry, Drew. Yeah. Yeah, I think think Wolves were... Some nice goals as well. Nah. David Proper, mate. Shit. They literally just beat Arsenal. Nah, not having it. That's no meat. That's no Yeah. Palace win for me. Let's do winners and chumps. We all know my winner of the week. It's Fred. Fred the Red. Yeah. Much maligned £50 million transfer appears to be paying off for the Red Devils, eh? <laughs> He's doing a Jorginho. He's going through a little rich vein of form. Hey. He's having a great hey. little bit of time there. The little nuts on, Rod- on Rodri was uh, the icing on the cake. I tell you what, mate, you want to talk about a player that does nothing. I said it last week. I said it like this Rodri Geezer does nothing. Where was he when United were literally rinsing them? Lingard was running the show. Where's where is Rodri? Where is this man? Sixty three million pounds. I don't pounds. have a clue where he was, mate. Yeah, he was pretty shit. He was I have no uh, idea where he was. What has he done um, this year? Mate, there's been some signings this year that have been pretty considering the money 
where where they been? Well, I mean, this is and the he's thing. one of them. We used to say that Fred was a waste of money, but <laughs> as he's proven, you can turn it around to become the club's most important player. Yeah? So Rodri next year, then, yeah, yeah, yeah under yeah, the mate. new manager, under the new manager. Winner, winner of the week, Fred. What about Fred. you, Lee? Uh, I've gone with uh, Fred. Uh, no, 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 yeah. no. I could have gone with uh, Big Dunk, of course. That would have been that would have been the easy option. But I've gone with Joaquin. Mate, I yes. know why you've gone Joaquin. Yes. Joaquin, mate, this, this weekend, mate, has uh, just bagged himself his first hat-trick at the age of 38, mate. Um, what, what a player. You know, obviously, I love this man. Um, yeah. Uh, Woods has obviously also sent me a delightful picture of him winning the uh, Copa <laughs> yeah, del Rey. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, for, for a man not blessed in the, uh, in the department of the trousers or the underpant variety, he... Uh, He's, he's a great player, mate. Um, one interesting thing I did learn about Joaquin uh, uh, from a rival podcast, actually, uh, the Guardian's one, yeah. Um, apparently, he was breastfed until he was seven years old, and that's what he uh, kind of claims to be why he's still playing football at the age of 38 and looking to sign a new contract. So, Joaquin, uh, so my girlfriend is from Sevilla. She is a diehard Betis fan, as is all of her family, and Joaquin is a god to her. Okay, loves the man, absolutely loves the man. She told me a story the other day about uh, Joaquin um, basically bought, I think it was a million pounds worth of shares in the club. And um, because apparently the, the thing why everyone loves Joaquin in Spain is because he's fucking hilarious. Yeah. He's like the funniest guy in the world. And his response when, when he was on a chat show and he said, yeah, I bought like, you know, a, a, a million euros worth of shares in the club. And the guy was like, "How did you? What did your wife say?" And she goes, "Well, I didn't tell her. Um, after I did tell her, though, eh, it was okay. I spent a month on the sofa. No issue. <laughs> it's just <laughs> little yeah. things like that. What Great a man. He's also got the most wins uh, in the in La Liga for a person or player that hasn't played for the big three. Has he ever won it? I don't think so. Shame. Unless he won. Was he at Valencia? I was trying to work out if maybe he was at Valencia. Um, that's Glorious man." That's anyway, that's my, that's my winner. Woods? Ollie. <laughs> Ollie. Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer is winner of the week because he beats Mourinho and Pep Guardiola in four days. Uh, and also, deservedly so. It's like, I, I don't think that anyone kind of looked at those games and were like, oh, yeah, they were so lucky, etc., etc. Um, Manchester United on Saturday blew the bloody doors off Man City for a good half-hour spell and probably should have had four goals. Um, I I was talking to Mikey actually on Sunday about this because I'm giving Lampard a lot of leeway because I'm like, he's a young manager, he's learning his craft somewhat. And I feel that with Oli, he's kind of doing the same thing. He's going to improve as a manager through these um, difficult situations. Early in the season, he didn't have McTominay. Early in the season, he didn't have Martial. There should be no surprise that those two come back in the team and that he's now got the team kind of playing and winning football fit matches again. Um, we'll see. It's a, bit, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big weekend because um, it's one thing being Manchester United and beating Tottenham, uh, as, <laughs> which Roy Keane completely downplayed because he can't help himself, um, and, and Man City. But the games that matter are the home games against Everton. Um, and that's, that is a big fixture for, for Ollie to really prove that this club has generally, or this team has actually improved uh, to, to match with the results that we saw last week. Loserly. Yeah, it's a good shout with Edwards. Just, just let's not all get a ball with that hype train just yet. Remember what happened last time, Mike. That's what I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> My loser is, uh, as Woods covered off in the in our little uh, unfortunate racism segment, um, it, it's the yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the British government. 
It's Boris Johnson. It's the impending uh, vote that Doom. will be coming up. Exactly, doomsday, mate. That will be incurring Thursday into Friday, uh, when obviously the Conservatives will probably be elected to reign over this country again. So, yeah, great times. Interesting point that with, with that government, with the con- Conservative Party, um, they started going on this weekend about how they're going to bid for the 2030 World Cup and start all these, uh, going to get all these football pitches for all these young people to play on. Um, it's for the gammon heads, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And they're going to lap it up. But the facts are, they cut all the spending, which is why we don't have football pitches anymore. It was them. It was them. That's why they don't exist. This is what they've done across everything. Exactly. You know, the policing, do, do, do the nursing. I, do you genuinely believe that they're going to basically reach into their pocket and pay their damn taxes so some kids in uh, in Liverpool, in Newcastle, and none of these areas can go play football? Are they bollocks, mate? No fucking way. Um, and in terms of basically winning the World Cup, um, Boris Johnson isn't going to be able to go get a World Cup. No way. On that note, because I'll take that loser. Woods, who's your loser? Andrews Christensen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Done with it. Let's go Fair see enough. how he's getting on. Uh, is he playing tonight? He's not playing tonight. Chelsea winning 2-0. Oh, okay. oh, there we go. Then. There you go. I've got one thing left to say. In his career, Joaquin never scored more than 10 league goals a season. Oh, that's mental. I remember Joaquin from 2002 World Cup. He's a key part of that Spain team that got ousted by like <laughs> some questionable uh, refereeing decisions. I think he was the one that crossed the ball for the disallowed goal, um, which was ruled was out. South because, Korea? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was him. Uh, he, did have a, he did have three seasons in a row where he got 12, 12 and 15 assists. I see, that's what I mean, mate. He's, a, he's an all-round man. Glorious man. Mate, my love from stems from obviously Prover. Yeah. Because he was fucking. Oh, I think it was Prover 4. Mate, I love that guy. Prover 4, Joaquin was the one that you loved. Yeah. Was oh, that not the one with Adriano, Beast Mode? Adriano, 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 yeah. Absolutely. He's got 99 for mate, shot power. Adriano. Yeah, mate, Joaquin, mate. Oh, Adriano and over Fabi Martins, mate. <laughs> Alvaro Recoba as well. You were about to say Recoba, mate. Oh, he was the one as well. That team was so good, that Inter Milan team on there. It was just filthy. Adriano, though, mate. The fact is, Adriano was so good that they literally released a special version of him on the last game. Yeah. Not because he's a world-class player that anyone remembers. Everyone remembers Adriano because of the damn computer game. Um, uh, for the final thing on the show obviously you can follow us on Twitter Instagram we haven't posted yet but we will do we're getting followers though on Instagram which is quite amusing even though I haven't posted anything it's amusing Um, obviously iTunes Spotify the rest and Twitter obviously Woods is on on the Twitter machine with a new phone himself I do have big screen more tweets yeah yeah we'll get him on the Instagram one as well soon yeah 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 (laughs) yeah, it looks looks exciting (laughs) but but the, uh, the show closing phrase Lee, can you give me your Joaquin? A Joaquin. There we go. Good night, everyone. Arrivederci. Adios. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.